When Jesus rose again, it was like there was so much power and energy in his resurrection that some people that were near where he rose, they also arose. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and welcome back to In Grace, as today, again, we answer your Bible questions. We've got some good ones today. The first one I'll be answering is, is it the right thing when the United States acknowledged Jerusalem as the capital of Israel? Uh, Of course, you probably know what I think about that if you know how much I love Israel. Uh, Another question was, where did Jesus' soul go between his death and resurrection? And the question says, do believers go there until the second coming? The same place which uh, they said was Sheol. And then a third question that we'll answer today, Lord willing, is when Jesus died, the Bible says graves were opened and the saints arose and went into the holy city. So you heard that in the opening quote, and we're going to be covering all of these Bible questions that people like you have asked me. And we're going to use the scripture to do it. And I love the fact that we have a living Bible, a living word that has all of life's answers. That's the series, Answers. And so I hope that this will be a blessing to you. And if you have Bible questions, please contact us and ask them. I don't know the next time we'll be able to answer them for you, but if we have them, we'll do our best to answer them. You can contact us by calling 1-800-78-GRACE or going to our website, ingraceradio.com. And when you go to the website, please check out our Alaska cruise. We have a cruise coming up in July. It's only about a month away. Uh, There might still be room, I'm not sure, but uh, we'd love for you to inquire and get the brochure and maybe you can call and and ask us if there's room. The number is 1-800-78-GRACE and the website again is ingraceradio.com. Click on travel. Don't forget that Wednesday nights, In Grace has a television program on TBN. It's the largest Christian network in the world and we would love to have you watch our In Grace episode tonight because it actually is about a cruise to Alaska. And I think you'll love to see the beauty and God's creation and majesty on our program tonight on TBN or anytime, anytime on YouTube or Roku. Just search for In Grace. And while you're there on YouTube and you find In Grace, our channel, would you please subscribe? When you subscribe, we will uh, be able to let you know that we have new programs. You can also get alerted and you can like the videos. And then when you do those three things, subscribe, get alert, and like, more people are given the video as they're on YouTube. So it helps more people hear the gospel because the gospel's on every episode. So check that out tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube or Roku. Okay, how many of you have tried to make the choice between ramen and mac and cheese? Honestly, for sure back in college you did, and some of you do it every evening. And then how many of you have ever had a child ask, are we there yet? Yeah. And why are we so annoyed by that? Because they keep asking it, right? And by the way, there, you're never really there, are you? Because there is just a moving target. And then uh, how many of you have lost your car? I mean, you don't really lose it. Eventually you find it, but it takes a while. Once we had a mustard yellow 
Volvo. It was really old. I don't even know where we got it. Somebody said it's a really great deal. It was, I don't know, 20 years old when we bought it. And it was the only mustard yellow car I've ever seen in my life. So you can't lose that in the parking lot. All you do is you walk out of the store and you look for the mustard yellow car. And uh, we were able to find that. But we've all had questions. Those aren't really that big of a, a deal question in life. But we're dealing with major questions that pertain to the Bible. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. I'm really into it. I really like it because I think there is no question that the Bible doesn't have an answer for. And so we're going through your questions. The easier questions I always answer first, right? These are the easier questions. These are questions submitted probably by our most mature members of our church. What do you call a pig that does karate? Pork chop. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? See? Yeah, half of you are rolling your eyes, half of you are laughing nervously. What do you get when you cross a stream and a brook? Wet feet. <laughs> See, these are really simple. I, I don't mind these. And then this is the last one that I thought was really easy. What do you get when you cross poison ivy with a four-leaf clover? A rash of good luck. <laughs> now, I'm going to be selfish today, and I'm just going to admit it. I submitted a question. Because <laughs> I wanted to talk about today the President of the United States declaring Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? My friends, I can't think of something greater that has happened in a long time. Israel has had Jerusalem as its capital for 3,000 years. We know in the Bible, the Bible says that in 1 Kings eleven thirty two 32, that Jerusalem was chosen by God to have God's name on it, and it was a very special place in God's eyes. We know that there's a verse that says that if we bless Israel, God will bless us. Jesus said, as he was teaching about being careful about oaths, by swearing, and it doesn't mean cursing, it means I promise on my mother. You know, you're making those types of statements, oaths, to not do that. Don't swear by heaven, don't swear by Jerusalem. Why? Because it says Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Jerusalem is significant in the future. Today, it always will be. It's always the focus of the world. We've been to Jerusalem over a dozen times. We've walked through those old city streets. It is the place that Jesus was crucified. It is the place in which he was buried. It was the place in which he rose again. It was the place in which he ascended to heaven. Jerusalem, the city of God, and the eternal capital of Israel. Okay, It is the capital of Israel. That's where the prime minister and the president live. That's where the... Supreme Court is in Israel. That's where the parliament is in Israel. It's the capital of Israel. And there's no other country that we don't put our embassy in its capital. I've been to the embassy, the United States embassy in Tel Aviv. I kind of walked by nonchalantly, said, oh, this would be kind of a neat picture. I pulled out my camera and I went like this, just snap and just put it back down, kept walking. I had U.S. Marines yelling at me across the street. How did they see? I don't know. But they were watching because you're not supposed to take pictures of the United States Embassy in Tel Aviv. Well, that embassy 
praise the Lord, is now in the capital of the nation of Israel, and that is Jerusalem. I heard this news, and I was in my car, and I, I thought it may happen. The president had promised it as part of his campaign, but how many times do we hear a promise, and they never are fulfilled? And then our president delayed He had a waiver, and for the past 20 years, presidents have been signing this waiver that the Congress has mandated that we move the embassy, and they kicked the can down the road. They kicked the can down the road. So I thought, well, here we go again. Going to kick the can down the road. But he didn't. He didn't. And if we ever have hope in our nation, if we're ever going to be blessed again after the terrible things that we've done with abortion and changing marriage definition, all the things that we've done recently— that are sinful, if we ever have a bright spot to hope that God will somehow bless us a little bit more or at least not give us the punishment we deserve as a nation, it is because of what happened. The United States declaring Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Now you say, wait a second, doesn't that mean that the peace process is going to stop? There's going to be violence and there's demonstrations, actually a lot less than I thought there would be, but there's demonstrations and all of that. Here's what I think about the demonstrations. We're always going to have those. And 20 years of appeasement and putting this decision off hasn't helped. It hasn't created any peace. Every president has tried it and failed. So I think by both parties hopefully recognizing that this is Israel's capital. That's where King David ruled. That's where Jesus is going to rule. This is the capital of Israel. And I think before you can ever really achieve any agreement, you have to start with truth. And this is truth, and I'm so thankful. I'm so glad that we've done this as a nation. I'm shocked. I really am, but I'm so thrilled about that. The next question is this. Where did Jesus' soul go between his death and resurrection? There's a verse in Psalm 16, verse 10, that says this. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That word hell does not mean, when we usually hear hell, we usually think of the eternal lake of fire, but that's where it's helpful to kind of be able to look up an original word, and this original word is sheol. It's a Hebrew word. We're going to discuss that. Did Jesus' soul go to hell? Did he go to sheol? What is sheol? And then the questioner continues to ask, do believers go there until the second coming? So what is sheol, and did Jesus go to hell? Did Jesus go to Sheol, or what is Sheol? Isn't it wonderful that there was a prophecy in Psalms by King David that Jesus, the Messiah, would not see corruption? You know, after you've been dead for a few days, you see corruption. You remember Lazarus who's in the tomb, and Jesus came and resurrected him, and Jesus said, move the stone, and they said, no, 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 he stinketh. He stinketh. And that's what happens. It's the decomposition. But the Bible predicted that Jesus would not see that. The Messiah would not see that corruption. So Paul quotes, and Peter, in Acts 13, Paul quotes from Isaiah 16 and attributes that quote to Jesus and his resurrection. When you think of Alaska, Perhaps you dream of seeing glaciers, whales, bear, and being surrounded by beauty while sailing the smooth green waters. Now is your opportunity to go to Alaska within grace for a luxury seven-day cruise. 
Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife Karen invite you on a seven-day In Grace Creation Cruise this July. In Grace is joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as we view God's beauty all around us. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to enjoy a time of spiritual refreshment and encouragement as you fellowship with other believers. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness the magnificent land of Alaska. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. It came to pass that the beggar died in Luke 16, 22, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Now, that's an interesting term. Abraham's bosom is another word to describe a compartment of Sheol, or Hades, okay? So we think of Hades, the place of the departed soul, a temporary place. This isn't purgatory. Purgatory is nowhere in the Bible. Purgatory has been taught by one church as a place that you would kind of wait until others would maybe give indulgences and, or prayers or whatever it was, and then you would go from purgatory to heaven. This was a temporary heaven, let's say, uh, the Abraham's bosom, Sheol, or we could call it Hades' paradise, okay? It was a temporary place for the departed saints, and the other compartment of Hades or Sheol was where the rich man went, and that was flames. It says both of them died. The rich man also died and was buried, in verse 23, and in hell, and that's the word Greek word Hades. Again, it's the same place, Hades and Sheol. He lifted his eyes, being in torments. So we know one compartment, Abraham's bosom or Hades' paradise, was what we would call heaven. It's not the place where God dwelt, but it was a, let's say, a temporary place that the departed soul would go that was saved. And then you have hell or the Hades torment or Hades torture would be the other compartment that someone that was lost, someone that had not received salvation, putting their faith in the coming Messiah, that would be their place. And it was a place of torment, a place of fire. And you, again, need to read this passage. We don't have time to go into it all today, but if you want to read about what hell is like, both this, which is a temporary hell, Hades torture, and the future lake of fire that we read about in the end of Revelation, it is very similar, but the final lake of fire is the final place for those that have died and are unregenerated, okay? Luke 23 Jesus, in verse 43 on the cross, tells one of the thieves that was dying next to him, this day you will be with me in paradise. So that tells me right away that Jesus is not going to hellfire. Some people teach that he went to hell for three days. That's where his soul was while his body was in the grave. His soul went to Hades, torture or to hell. He didn't. When it's alluded that he went to Sheol, but he wouldn't stay in Sheol, that's a reference that he went into Sheol paradise or Hades paradise. And there was a reason he went there. Between his death and resurrection, there was a reason he went there. The reason I believe is in Ephesians chapter four, verse eight, it tells us that he led captivity captive. In other words, Jesus went and gathered those souls that had put their faith 
in the coming Messiah, Abraham, Lot, David, anyone that had died up until this point, their soul was in Hades paradise or Sheol paradise. Jesus led the captivity captive. They were brought with him to heaven. Heaven, the third heaven where God dwells. In 2 Corinthians 5.8, you're going to have to look this up on your own. The Bible tells us that absent from the body, present with the Lord. When we die today, your body stays here, but your soul doesn't go to Hades paradise or Abraham's bosom. It is empty. It's an empty compartment of Hades. There's still people in Hades torture, Hades torment or Sheol torture. And those people will be moved from there and given their eternal body that is designed for eternal hell. I know this is kind of complicated, but it's important that the Bible gives us these clues. Hebrews 10 verse 12 tells us that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. So if Jesus is at the right hand of God, we're told that you're absent from the body, present with the Lord. Isn't it interesting that we will be with the Lord, the Lord is in heaven today, so therefore our soul wouldn't be going to Hades paradise, okay? I believe that compartment has been emptied when Jesus led captivity captive. So did Jesus go to Sheol? Yes. Did he go to hell? No. He went to Sheol to lead captivity captive and is sitting at the right hand of God. So those that are in Hades torture, those people will be taken. I believe in Daniel and in Revelation, it tells us that that will happen just before the great white throne judgment and they will be forever cast into the lake of fire. Another question is this, when Jesus died, the Bible says the graves were open and the saints arose and went into the holy city. Was that heaven or what happened there? Okay, in Matthew chapter 27, we read something very interesting. A series of things were happening when Jesus died. One, when he died, the sunlight was extinguished. It was pitch black in the middle of the day or later in the day, but the sun was still very much a part of the day. It went black. I don't know if any of you saw the total eclipse. We went down and we filmed the total eclipse in southern Illinois, and it was astounding. It was getting darker and darker and darker. All of a sudden, it was just dark. It wasn't pitch black, but it was dark. It was eerie. Can you imagine in the middle of the day, you don't have that transition time. You just have all of a sudden like that. It's black. That's what happened when Jesus died because the creator died. What else happened? The earth shook. The veil of the temple that was still there in Jerusalem, it was destroyed about 70 years later by the Romans. It's going to be rebuilt, by the way, and I think this declaration of Jerusalem is going to lead to the rebuilding of the temple, my own opinion, but prophecy tells us there will be a temple in Jerusalem. The veil of the temple, it's a very thick curtain that separated the holiest of the places where only one person can go once a year the presence of God, the glory of God was in that Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, the tablets from Moses. It was a really holy place. The veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. Why? Because there's no more separation between God and man. Jesus' death gave us access to the Father. All of these things happened and what we find in Matthew 27, 52, that the graves were open and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. 
So we have a resurrection of other people when Jesus died and when he resurrected. I think, well, look at verse 53. And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. I believe this is the chronology of this. Jesus died. There was an earthquake. The tombs that these dead people were in broke up a little bit, gave them access. And when Jesus rose again, it was like, if you ever have a bolt of lightning somewhere, it, that energy can literally brighten up light bulbs, okay? I think that's what happened when Jesus rose. There was so much power and energy in his resurrection that some people that were near where he rose, they also arose. And who were these people? Well, these people were Old Testament saints. I don't believe necessarily that they were people that had died a long, long time ago because no one would recognize them. They were people that I think recently had died in faith. They were resurrected and they appeared unto many. They went into the holy city. By the way, this term holy city, you might think it's heaven. This is not heaven. This is Jerusalem. It's called the holy city. Okay, another reason that it's right for America to have recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. They went into the holy city and appeared unto many. People were astonished. Why? Because someone they knew that had died was now walking into their living room. Can you picture that? How shocked would we be if we knew someone had died and then there they are? So I believe these were people that had died recently in faith in the coming Messiah and they resurrected by the power of God. Now here's the downside to that. Lazarus, who was also resurrected, not the rich man and Lazarus, but the uh, brother of Mary Martha. You know, Lazarus and these people, you know what they had to do? They had to die again. No one here is looking forward to death. I told my wife, you know, I said, don't let me linger. Don't keep me alive by respirators and stuff. You know, pull the plug. Pull the plug. Even if they say, well, you know, there's, there's still a chance. No, pull the plug. I'm ready to go. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with God. I want to be done with all of this. I don't want to die once. Certainly, I don't want to die twice. But death itself, I'm not afraid of because I have put my faith in Jesus. And by the way, she won't hesitate. She'll just pull it. <laughs> Oops, I tripped. Was that his ventilator? Anyways, we can laugh because if you have faith in Christ, you're saved. But I don't want to have to die again. And then there's another funeral, and they have to bury him again, and there's probably more funeral costs. But that's what have happened. But it's still pretty amazing, isn't it? Risen again, showing the power of God. And you say, well, when do those bodies resurrect? We know the bodies of the New Testament saints, those that have died in faith. We talked about that in our first answer session. At the rapture, your body will be resurrected if you've died in this church age. When will the... Old Testament saints' bodies arise, well, they will arise at the second coming of Christ. And you can read that on your own in Daniel 12 and Revelation chapter 20. And we have more answers for your Bible questions tomorrow on In Grace. Don't forget to tune in. Don't forget tonight on TBN to watch In Grace on television. We have our Alaska program. Beautiful, beautiful programming from Alaska. And we'd love for you to see that. Or anytime on YouTube, just search for In Grace. Speaking of Alaska, we would love to send you a free brochure about our upcoming trip to Alaska. It's coming up in a month. 
And I'm not even sure we have space available, but we would love for you to be part of our In Grace Friends group. It's a creation cruise. We have a creation speaker, Bruce Malone, coming. He's a scientist, and uh, he's going to explain all the beauty that we see, the animals, the glaciers, and I'll also be ministering each evening on the ship. And so we would love for you to come. The brochure is free on our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel, and then click on the Alaska cruise, ingraceradio.com, or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. We would love to meet you and go to Alaska with you. In Grace is excited to announce a seven-day creation cruise to the magnificent land of Alaska this July. Jim Scudder Jr. and his wife Karen are joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as you see God's beauty all around you. Don't miss this time of spiritual refreshment. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com. Or write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Grace Radio.